0: Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And with me today is Amanda Marie. Um, and here's a bit about Amanda. Amanda is a manifestation artist, Reiki master teacher, intuitive healer, community builder, and host of the podcast, Mindfully Chaotic. As the founder and CEO of Wicked Smot. Wellness. Her mission is to support others with personal and business growth through creative, active, and enriching events, as well as one on one guidance with her clients. So today, Amanda and I are going to dive into what does it look like being a manifestation artist, some of the intuitive heal, um, healing work that she's doing, as well as some other wild card factors. And it's definitely not the woo-woo, so we definitely want to preface that up front. So without further ado, please welcome Amanda Marie to GEMS Podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Genesis. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm really excited right now.
0: My pleasure, Amanda. And before we dive into our segment, we're, I'm going to give you two options. So option number one would be to break the ice up front so myself and the audience could connect with you on a personal note, or a rapid fire game. Which one would you like? Ooh, both sound really fun. I'm I I want
1: to play a game. However, I do feel like it's probably better to let you get to know me a little bit first. So I guess we can start with that. That way you're not like, who is this person and what is she talking about?
0: <laughs> Okie dokie, y'all. So she chose to break the ice. So we'll be breaking the ice with Amanda. We're breaking the ice. So you can share something crazy that you've done in your life or a fun but interesting fact about yourself.
1: Ooh, oh my gosh. Wow, what a good question. Um I wish I was more prepared for that because like usually I am someone who can go on and on with things and I love impromptu stuff, but like I'm always focused on other people instead of myself. So I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what have I done in my life?" Let's see. So Okay, I can come up with a nice little fun fact for you, and it kind of ties into the topic we're going to get to anyway, because it has to do with manifesting. <laughs> um, because I have absolutely manifested some crazy things. Um, one of them actually being my dog, my Siberian Husky, and that was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And it involves the craziest um, one of my craziest stories too, because I have always wanted a Husky. I have always wanted a Siberian Husky. And now just, you know, keynote for later, this is kind of one of the tips that goes along with manifestation. I've always imagined myself with this Husky by my side. Like I have every, in in every way possible, saw myself going on hikes with my Husky, saw myself like going on car rides with my Husky, the beach, chilling outside, just vibing, living that wolf life. Wolf is my, is my favorite animal. I love wolves and Huskies look like wolves. So anyway, I actually saw on social media, it was on Facebook, someone was looking to rehome their Husky and she was doing it for all the right reasons because she just knew she couldn't give her dog the care that she should be able to give him just with the circumstances she had. So I totally respect that. But whereas he was a brand new Husky and those are quite expensive, she was trying to sell him to make some money back for like what she had spent on him since she didn't realize that she couldn't give him the home he deserves. So I reached out to her. And I went on this wild ride of helping her find a home for him. I knew that he wasn't in the means of my budget at the moment. So I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I understand you're selling him. I can't afford him, but I I love Huskies and I can't imagine him not having a home. So I want to help you find one for him. So I spent almost three months helping her find a home. We didn't like talk all the time about it. It was just something I was doing on my spare time. And then I didn't hear from her for almost five months. So I just figured everything was all set. And fast forward to last summer, all of a sudden I get a message from her that she looked out, um, looked at so many places for him and none of the people that she wanted to buy him felt safe. So she wanted me to take him home. So I literally was working in a job that I did not like, (laughs) um, I was doing it because, you know, we live in a society where you have to be able to pay the bills. So I was doing something that I wasn't really that happy with. And so I just like stopped, like, I did not care what happened. I was, I mean, I was waitressing, so it wasn't like this crazy all and be all like, they don't really care what happens to me there. But so I was like, you know what, I'm getting this dog. So I was mid shift and I went through and I started, um, I found someone to like, take care of my shift while I was there. And I stopped what I was doing. I made some calls. I dropped everything in that moment. And this was also the moment I decided that I was done waitressing and was going to um, fully do my business full time because that's what I should be focusing on. So in one moment, I got my dream job. I mean, I got my dream dog (laughs) and then was encouraged to also leave the job that did not fill my true purpose and did not satisfy me to the way that,
0: you know life should. (laughs) Amazing. And what did you name this dog or did you keep the same name?
1: So I did get to rename him because he did not know his name yet. Um, So I named him Lupo, which actually means wolf in Italian. (laughs) It's also a family name as well.
0: Super cool. So you manifested this dog. And it was over a span of three months of you looking for a home for him and then didn't hear anything. And then five months, um, you hear something and then you get to take this dog into your care. And to make it even
1: crazier, I am already a single mom of a toddler
0: (laughs) and I did not look into
1: any of the other, like, I did not make sure that it was okay for me to even have this dog in my house. Like I did not have any of his stuff yet. I got him and then I figured it all out because I knew I had to have him.
0: Wow. That was totally (laughs) like, oh my gosh, like off the cuff. Like some people may say it's crazy, but then other people may be like, oh, wow. So she manifested it, her, it came to pass. So that law of attraction and whatever. So that's incredible. And how does your toddler and the Siberian Husky get along? They are best friends. And it's funny because they both just turned three this year. So I call them
1: my, um, my little twins, (laughs) My little spirit twins, because they are the exact, like, they feed off each other's energy. It's absolutely wild. It's great, but on some days, it definitely can cause a headache, too, when I'm trying to get stuff done. So I'm grateful, though, so I won't complain about that.
0: So now let's like segue into manifestation and you being a manifestation artist. So what got you involved in the line of manifestation? And did you dub yourself the manifestation artist? So I do not dub myself the manifestation
1: artist because I believe that we all are and all have the capability to be. We all manifest in our lives daily, whether we know that we are or not. So with that being said, it's kind of funny because I actually had um, a guest on one of my episodes of my show where he actually dubbed me as the manifestation art director. (laughs) So I don't like go around like claiming that yet, even though I should. But I guess by definition, what it what it kind of transfers into is the idea of I have manifestation art down and I like to help others and guide others to be able to get it down for themselves, too.
0: Okay, so let's um, peel back the onion layer a little bit more here and let's tell the audience what exactly a manifestation artist does or what is the manifestation art because it's always good to lay a sturdy foundation so they're able to fully connect the dots.
1: Absolutely. So by definition, manifestation is the physical embodiment of a thought, idea, intention, goal, or purpose. So people always hear manifestation and they think it's part of the new age. Like, woo-woo, like, which by the way, I'm not shaming woo-woo. I love myself some woo-woo too. However, manifestation is in fact science-based. There's a lot that we could go like super deep into that. Um, And I know that we we're on a time limit here. So I can't like get into all of the details of that, but I can promise you it is science-based. It has nothing to do with spiritual or religious beliefs or practices. It simply roots back to the basics of humanity and like our connections to nature, instinct, and most importantly, intuition, along with our own belief in ourselves.
0: So for anyone who may be interested in checking out manifestation or pairing that to like as second nature with their intuition, some people say discernment or other people say the Holy Spirit is their way of how God communicates to them with that still small voice. What are some of the tips that you would share with them in order to really be present um with their mind body and spirit that alignment but then also tapping into manifestation
1: yeah that makes so much sense so the most important thing is to figure out what works best for you this goes along with absolutely anything in life really like whenever you try anything or you're trying to dive into something new Find the way that it works for you because there's always different versions of it. So, in this aspect, like when it comes to manifestation, there, I think it's really important to mention how I said it has nothing to do with um, your religious or spiritual beliefs because I do want to, I don't want to say it has nothing to do with it because what you believe in and how you believe in yourself is a big part of it. So, what I mean when I say that is you have the right to believe in whatever it is that you believe in, and you can find a connection spiritually or just completely scientifically. So it's up to you when it comes down to that. Um, the, the the number one thing, the first thing you have to do is identify your truth. So you have to figure out what your why is and become absolutely crystal clear on what it is that you want, why you want it, why this is your purpose, just speak your truth. And that's going to be the key. Actually, my favorite yoga sutra is, um, It's loosely translated from ancient Sanskrit to when you live and speak your truth, what you say and do will manifest because that's absolutely true. If you're speaking your truth, that's going to make everything so much easier. (laughs) Um, Then you have to be really clear about your intentions. So this could have to do with, you know, vision boarding, journaling, just writing down or like putting in front of you in a clear cut, something that you can physically look at visualization is a key for this because a lot of times the reason why we can't bring forward what it is that we want to has to do with the fact that we're doubting ourselves and our intrusive thoughts and our intrusive beliefs that are putting ourselves down, devaluing ourselves, not seeing our self-worth can easily manifest the opposite of what it is that we're trying to bring forward. Like what it is that we're worried about is more likely to come into fruition than what it is that we want because we're actually spending more time focusing on that. If we allow that to continue to, you know, if if we can allow that to continue to be our belief system. (laughs) So with that being said, it's really important to believe. So in order to receive the outcome that you're hoping for, you have to believe that that is possible. You are worthy. It is already yours because we create our own lives, no matter what anyone thinks. Yes, 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 yes. Obstacles occur life happens. We are humans. I am by no means saying that everything is perfect at all times or that it always goes our way. However, when you take a step back and actually take a look at what is in front of you, like in your life, what's going on right now, it's, you'll usually see that you're actually on the path that you were trying to be on. And what it comes down to is how you choose to perceive that situation. So quick little example. I am very lucky right now. I live in a beautiful, beautiful big home with a yard, a pool, and all the space that I need, woods behind my house, everything I want. So it is what I want. It's what I am manifesting for myself. However, it's not the final level because I live in an in-law apartment in my parents' basement. I could look at it as, oh my God, I live in my parents' basement, but I'm choosing to look at it as I live in that beautiful home with that beautiful space and that beautiful area that I'm trying to bring forward to myself, because that is actually one of the most important things when it comes to manifestation, showing gratitude for each step of the journey. So even when you don't realize it, your manifestations are unfolding in front of you. And a lot of times we don't realize it. We don't recognize it. So to acknowledge and be grateful for what some will call the little, Bits of success in your journey leads to a much more abundant flow of way bigger success. But with that being said, I also urge you to separate little success, big success, and just call it success. So show gratitude for where you're at, no matter what it is. But the most important thing when it comes to any of this, because as we said, this is not just that woo woo, I'm putting a magic spell on you. This is real. So the reason it is real is because. You have to take the action. Everything I just told you is great, but nothing will come into fruition until you take the necessary steps. So our thoughts and words are so important. It's very important to be intentional about both our thoughts and our words, but our actions will always speak louder than words. So if you want something, you must take the steps that it takes to require it.
0: Absolutely. And those are some really great tips, Amanda. So thank you for sharing those because what what stood out is having clarity. What is your focus? And then I love the vision boards because that's something that I do. Um, Not so much doing the hard copy vision boards now. I do the electronic ones. So Canva has some really great um, templates that you could use as a vision board. And once you build it in Canva, you could print it out and put it somewhere um, around your house that you know you're going to look at it on a daily basis, because it's going to be a constant reminder of what you're striving for And I do come from a religious and spiritual background. So one thing that helps me with manifestation is just pairing it with the spirituality. So it's like um, write a vision and make it plain. And some people also say um, people perish for a lack of knowledge and vision because if you don't have anything to look forward to, then that means that you're not going to take any actions in order to get what you want. And everything in life that we want and need comes from doing an action. Whether we want to buy something, you need money to buy that. So if you're not working a nine to five, are you selling some of your products and services in order to acquire that money so you can get your wants and your needs? So just um, be mindful of that. And then also mindful of the thoughts that we think that was a good one. So your mindset mindset, Um, Does your mindset allow, um, allow and align with what you're believing for? And if it's going against each other, then it's like polar opposites. So it's like, okay, you have this good voice here, but then you have a negative voice that is counteracting and they're not working together to really create those synergies. Instead, they're just like, polar opposites and they're fighting against one another. So you really have to gain that alignment in order for that manifestation to work. So I just love that you were sharing those things. And another thing that is so cool is just that intuition. So if you keep hearing something inside of you, that still small voice that says, you're going to achieve this, you're going to achieve it. It's, it's premonition of what you're getting ready to walk into. So um, always listen to that s- still small voice, because it is never going to steer you in the wrong direction. It is there to protect you or to pave a way for your future to be brighter. So that's one thing to be mindful of, no matter if you're religious or spiritual, no matter if you're atheist or whatnot, we all have that still small voice that guides us throughout the day. And it's to make those right decisions rather than highlight wrong decisions. Um, so Amanda, is there anything else you want to add, add on to that?
1: No, I think that was all so well said. Um, I think that I just want to highlight intuition, intuition, intuition. Like we all have it. It goes back to our natural roots as humans. Like we all have an intuition. It's, it's inside of us. So just make sure that you're listening to it. It's, it's so important. I couldn't stress that enough.
0: (laughs) Amazing. And let's segue into, um, You being an intuitive healer, and then you're also a Reiki master. Some people, when they hear Reiki master, they're so quick to, that's the woo-woo. I'm I'm not into that. I don't want to hear about it. But I do feel like we all have different energies, and some people are impacts, meaning that they feed off of other people's energies and um, someone else's energy can cause their mood to alter and change because that person is negative. Then they're like, why am I being so negative? Why do I have a headache? Why do I feel this way? But it's like, what type of energy and vibration are you feeding off of? And just to put it in layman terms, like for example, if you have five groups, um, five people in your group of friends and those friends are all negative, those friends aren't really um, going out of, going out of their way to accomplish their goals, then there's a saying that says, show me who your friends are and I'll show you who you'll be in five years. So I gave it to you from a layman standpoint, but then also from a spiritual standpoint, like, You are who you surround yourself with, whether you want to believe it or not, because then you start to pick up little tendencies there. So it's so important that you're mindful of the different chakras in your body. I believe there are seven. And then the healing, because our bodies are a temple and our bodies can heal ourselves. But I want to hear it from someone who is involved in the Reiki master since I'm not a SME subject matter expert in that field or intuitive healer. But these are some of the things that I've heard. And then people complement it with NLP, which is neuro linguistics programming, which goes back to the neuroscience and the thoughts. That was so well said.
1: Honestly, that was very well said.
0: And I think that
1: It's funny because as someone who is in this field myself, as intuitive healing and Reiki master, being a Reiki master teacher, they pretty much tie together. Um, And one of the things like as someone in this field, I do love, I am a spiritual person. I have a very strong connection to myself and to my higher self and a bunch of other things that we don't have to get into. But I love, 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 love pointing out that again, this is science. <laughs> everything is energy everything is made there's we are surrounded by energy there is so much even if you sit there and you just rub your hands together and you pull them apart you will literally feel the energy pulsating in between them because we can all tap in to energy so me being a reiki master teacher just means that i have been trained attuned and certified to know how to tap into that energy but really anyone can do it it's just like any other field in this world if you want to learn it you can go and study it it's it's not like a magic <laughs> you don't have to drink a magic potion to be able to uh, move energy no we can all do this although just like anything else too it also sometimes takes a certain type of person so it is someone who can strongly um listen to their intuition and empathize and feel that those like connections with other people and be able to connect on that level of actually tuning in and focusing on it, if that makes sense. So anyone can do it if they wanted to, you just get to learn study and practice just like anything else. So it is a Japanese form of energy healing. It's been used to aid and treat many different ailments, but all over physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. So Reiki itself, it comes from Japanese words, rei and ki, which literally mean life energy. So it's, it's been, it's been around for a really long time. Like it's thousands of years, the most recent, or I should say most current form of Reiki that's practiced, um, was developed in 1922 by a Japanese Buddhist Makau Usi. And, that actually probably has a lot to do why people think it's just a spiritual practice, because it did come from spiritual roots. It did start with, you know, that mindfulness, that that silence in your mind and like, like really digging deep in. But over the years, it's it's been developed into something much deeper than that. And I don't want to remove it from its original roots at all, though, because I do believe that they're absolutely beautiful. As a matter of fact, um, one of the Reiki ideals that I would like to even I just wanna kind of draw attention to is not even not even the whole ideal itself, but three words that continuously get said, which is kayo dake wa, which means just for today. So just for today. And then there's a whole list of them. Um, there's a whole list of them we could go through, but I just wanted to really draw attention to just for today. Because the whole point is taking taking that time for yourself right now in the present, not worrying about the past, not worrying about the future, being able to find yourself, just being here right now. So kayo dakewa, just for today. Be here right now and giving yourself the, the like the time and the work to be able to help the flow of energy, remove the blocks. It's you know what? It's similar to acupuncture, which when people hear, they're not like, ooh, woo-woo, because like it's needles. So for some reason having a bunch of needles stabbed into you makes way more sense than me being able to move the energy with my hands or something like that. However, and I'm not, I'm not hating on acupuncture. It's definitely great. Same for acupressure, like definitely great forms of energy work. They are just other forms of energy work and Reiki energy. The only true difference between them is that we use our hands. Yeah. We use our hands as our tools. So energy can stagnate in the body and, it, it, this will happen where there's been physical injury, emotional pain, and over time, energy blocks can cause illnesses. Like there could be times that we are struggling with things in our life that when you you know you go to a doctor and they do what they can for you and you're still not feeling that great, but really, it's because it goes a little deeper than that, and it's actually something with your energetic field, not your physical field. And for the record, that is why. Reiki can be found and performed in many hospitals, actually, because it's not only used for stress relief, but it is used for physical and emotional release as well. So it it definitely helps enable relaxation, relieve pain and speed up the healing process. And it can also reduce the other symptoms of illnesses as well. I also want to clarify it is, um, an alternative treatment for medical issues. I mean, it is not, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. It is not <laughs> an alternative treatment for medical issues, not an alternative treatment for medical issues, but more so a therapy that can help aid and support like the process and increase the healing. And over time, it is something that could be all you need for your healing. I'm just saying, I'm not saying like, stop going to your doctor and just get Reiki done. <laughs> I just want to clarify that,
0: but absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, because there's there are a lot of people that are practicing Reiki right now. And I do believe that whenever you tap into this space, you also want to make sure the person who is performing the Reiki on you is doing it in a way that is conducive to help you heal. Because not everyone has the same intention. So definitely do your due diligence when it comes to that Reiki master but, um, since this is a healing process, don't neglect, like Amanda says, the other forms of Western medicine or et cetera, you should do it in complementation of one another and just see it as a natural pathic way, kind of like acupuncture. Like I love acupuncture and reflexology and different stuff like that. So those focus on, um, certain points within your body to help release certain things. So if we have to use that to release like different toxins and buildups and et cetera, don't you think we need to release some of the toxins and build up in our energy center? Like some people say right here is your third eye in between your eyebrows. There's also a chakra right here, which is um, surrounding your throat and how you get things out. And there are so many different ones. So I encourage you to look that up. But then also, whenever you feel like you're off balance or something, just make sure you take time to realign yourself, we take time to realign our vehicles and make sure our tires are in alignment. So why can't we realign mind, body and soul to make sure that we're firing on all optimal cylinders. So That's something that we need to be mindful of, but I always encourage people to do their due diligence and do your research for yourself because a pair of lips can say anything, but um, you want to make sure that you are sitting in the right mindset and have the right mind frame before you try something and then you leave out of that session feeling worse than you went in. Um, Because not not all hands are clean. And I've learned that with being in the Caribbean background and South American, because there are people who practice spells, there's witchcraft and all types of stuff. And I tell people my block game is real strong on social media. If somebody comes up to me about, oh, I want to read something to you like terror readings or psychics or medians, and there's something inside of me that just does not sit right. I'm like block there. I don't respond back to it. I don't entertain them. I just block them and any profiles that they may create because I don't want them to do anything that is harmful to me and throw off my entire aura. And that's just me. So you drum to your own beat. Well, no, Genesis.
1: that was incredible. First off, I just want to say you always have the best references. So I just to circle back real quick to that alignment reference, that was incredible. So I love the stuff that you come up with. That is something I'm going to carry forward with me. <laughs> I love that. But um, with what you just said, I do want to also highlight that no one, no energy worker, no psychic, no one who speaks their truth is authentic and actually truly does this work will reach out to you and tell you that they're feeling drawn to they're feeling drawn to you. They believe that everything that is meant to happen will happen as it's supposed to. And they know that if they're meant to see you, you will find your way to them. So I love that you said that. And I love that your block game is strong because that's super important. If you have people chasing you down to do the work for you, something is off and you need to listen to your intuition in those moments. So great for you that you do Genesis. (laughs)
0: Yes. And I tell people, welcome to the black party. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Well, that's a whole
1: form of speaking your truth, which is actually something that could cause uh, us to have issues with our throat chakra. It's something as simple as that. When we're not speaking our truth, like I guarantee you, there's a lot of times, and this is just to anyone listening, like I, I, very strongly actually say that. I believe that most people have experienced this. I bet you have had an itchy, scratchy throat before and turns out you weren't sick. Nothing else was wrong. There were no other ailments, but why is my throat bothering me? Maybe it's a cold. No, maybe your throat chakra is blocked. Maybe you're doing something in your life that doesn't suit you. You're not trusting your intuition. There's something off balance because you are not truly aligned with what is meant for you.
0: Absolutely. And on that note, y'all, we have to segue into our call to action segment. So we will definitely have Amanda Marie back at a later time. But Amanda, I'm turning it over to you to leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment. What do you want to challenge them to do? What actions do you want them to walk out? And also be mindful to plug that website of yours and where you primarily hang out on social media.
1: Yeah. So I thank you, by the way, thank you for allowing me, giving me a chance to do this because I really, really just always want to remind people that it's important to do what's best for you and what resonates for you. So if you've been feeling off and you haven't been able to figure out why, then maybe it is time to look into some of these other methods of wellness focus on your mindset, work on mindfulness, maybe take a look into Reiki. And if you have any questions about that, you can always reach out to me. I do just regular exploration calls that don't cost anything. Like let's just chat and just figure out if there's something I can help you with, or I am a community builder, meaning I have a an abundance of people that also may be able to help you. So you can reach out to me and we can chat a little bit more about this. We can go deeper into it all, work on a little intuitive healing, maybe a little manifestation art. You can find me at wicked smart Now I am from Boston. That is wicked smart with an H. So it's wicked S M A H T wellness.vip. You can find me on there, you can contact me on there, but then you can find me on most forms of social media, actually in all forms of social media, pretty much just at stay wicked smart again, (laughs) S-M-A-H-T.
0: Thank you so much, Amanda Marie, for coming on GEMS Podcast. Listeners and viewers, you know the drill. Make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. Also, for all things video content, you can find us at YouTube by going to at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, we wouldn't be ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts for www.listennotes.com without incredible supporters such as yourself. So we are opening sponsorship slots and you could become a sponsor by heading on over to genesisamariskemp.net clicking on that podcast tab and finding out how you can support because the mission is to continue to bring educational topics, inspire, and motivate while we have conversations that are connecting the dots for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging because it takes all of us coming together to create synergies and make this world a better place you want to make sure you are not only leaving an imprint but that imprint is driving an impact so tap into your intuition listen to that still small voice and heal your body from the inside out until next time peace love and lots of blessings go take those challenges and all of amanda's info will be in the show notes